Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III, and we have a second Wakanda Forever trailer as we have inched closer and closer to the movie's release on November 11th. Boy, oh boy, it's going to be a barn burner, folks. Jake Christie is with me, the super producer. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I actually forgot my Bluetooth headphones, uh, so I was not able to watch this surreptitiously in the work bathroom. So I had to watch it when I got home. Uh, so yeah, that's just a fun thing that happened today. <laughs> I think, man, it it it, su- it sucks when you when you can't do things, um, uh, certain things at work that you're normally accustomed to doing elsewhere. Uh, the mm. working from home change is a real thing for. For, yes. For and once again, it would have not have been a problem if I had my headphones. I mean, it's a, a, a just, you know, even before I was working from home, I was still able to watch trailers, you know, just you take a little bathroom break and for a minute and a half. They think you took a poop, whatever. <laughs> and nonetheless, transition Wakanda forever, folks. OK, so I think I want to start off with this, because I think what this trailer does here as opposed to the emotion of the first teaser released back at Comic-Con, is it kind of highlights what the central plot is. Yes, there is the the remembrance of T'Challa. There is the mm-hmm. moving forward aspect of that for, for the Wakandans and Shuri and the rest of the crew. But I think, more so than anything, this trailer kind of highlights Namor and the Talokan and what that's going to look like. And I think that the way that M'Baku speaks of reverence mm-hmm. uh, about Namor, it says a lot about the respect and, and everything that's going on there. So I'm interested in that conflict part. But before we dive in any further, give me your general thoughts on the trailer and uh, what you saw here. I think it, it goes to what you're saying. I think it's um, really vital, honestly, to sell Namor because the Black Panther is such a phenomenon. And in a lot of ways, people are so familiar with the main characters and Killmonger was so, he himself was intertwined with Wakanda. And so I think it very easily, the, the fear is when you make a Black Panther sequel that the villain just doesn't stand up to all of the stuff that's already built you know what I mean? There's a rich tapestry of a world. And you can imagine a movie that, like, doesn't sell you the weight of the villain. And this is not something I was personally worried about because I trust Ryan Coogler. But it's, a, I think, a pretty common sequel thing where it's like, wait, so this guy is also bad, too? Like, what's his deal? And I think that them selling, you know, Namor and all the underwater folks as just as much of a lived-in world as Wakanda, even if we don't see it to the same extent, is really vital. Because if you don't do that, you end up with the Dark Elves in Thor The Dark World. Exactly. And this is the thing. Namor is a pretty big comic book character. So I think in trying to get him over, I think it is important for those who may not know, because there's a lot of casual MCU fans who, I mean, I, I had somebody even ask me today, uh about oh namor flying i didn't know that atlanteans can fly and stuff like that and the little information like that which is what we saw in the trailer i think they're they did it again a very good job and marvel's pretty good at this with showing us a decent amount without showing us everything i think seeing riri williams was a lot of fun seeing what that suit's gonna look like a very very more modern version 
of what Tony Stark's first Iron Man suit looked like back in the back in the cave. So uh, just seeing that type of technology was a lot of fun. There is another shot that you see of Shuri being consoled by M'Baku and Okoye. So this makes me wonder a lot if another death is coming because it seemed very emotional there. So just that little stuff that they gave away there. But again, I think the focus, putting the focus on the conflict between the Wakandans and the Talokan is intrigues me and it, and it interests yeah. me. I think something that was was written today by Richard Newby on The Hollywood Reporter was what this conflict could mean. Is there somebody kind of stirring this conflict behind the scenes? Now, I don't want to... I don't want to give everybody pause here, but there's been heavy rumors that th- that there's a certain a certain villain of doom that mm-hmm. may be appearing at some point. And obviously mm-hmm. the connections with not only Namor, but uh, Doom's connections with Black Panther have been very relevant in the comics for a very long time. And so mm-hmm. it would only make sense if you decided to include him. This would be a nice spot to include him, maybe not as a central part of the, the film, but. As somebody kind of like in the specter causing the problems. But mm-hmm. I just think I just think overall, like this, this we didn't need necessarily another teaser. I mean, I'll I'll say this no. myself personally. Like, obviously, you're already hyped for the movie. It's gonna be incredibly emotional and stuff like that. But I think overall, you just get the feeling that, and especially with the two hour 41 minute runtime. That there's a lot, there's a lot that's take that's taking place in this film, and there's a lot to get to. So actually, I'll ask you about that because I think that's that's usually uh, a talking point amongst not only like people on the internet, but just generally like length of movies. What does that mean? I I don't. I have my take on it is that uh, if you think a movie's too long, it's that you don't like a lot of the stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I think that I think that that is. A, True, a lot of times I think that movies should be shorter generally, but not because I have something where I think a movie is better if it's ninety minutes long. I think that people just leaves too much shit in. Um, but if they think the best length for it is two two hours and forty one minutes, I guess I, in this context, what I will say is mm-hmm. making anything out of that number without having seen the film is it's like deciding whether a pizza tastes good based on how many inches it is across, like. That's not important. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I think being able to evaluate what a movie is based off of its runtime is just not really an evaluation. I think you obviously have to see what that looks like. Yeah, I think the I think these days people are just a little bit less uh, willing to be giving their time to things. Because I think we just, I think we just generally have a lot of ADD. So you, yeah, you say something like two hours and forty one minutes, it's like, oh. I also damn. think for the specific subset of people who complain about this sort of thing on the internet, it's that it's the information they have and it's a f- concrete thing that they want to talk about. But like, I think there's so much where people there's a small piece of information leaked out, and that immediately confirms or goes against their prior biases. You know what I mean? That like, yeah. if they thought Black Panther: Wakanda Forever was going to be overstuffed the fact that it's two hours and 41 minutes just confirms that. Um, and, but once again, it's like, there's a lot going on. And I think, I think that this trailer, wh- why, why I, well, I agree this trailer was not necessary. The reason I liked it is that this movie is going to be a lot about T'Challa being, not being there. Right. Yeah. That's going to be the big, that's the kind of the big selling point. 
I don't want to say in a crass way, but like that is the thing that people know is going to happen. Right. But from a practical standpoint, T'Challa being dead at the beginning of the movie is not a plot for a movie. Right, no. that th- th- something actually needs to happen in the movie, and I think what Marvel's doing, and I think that this actually is probably a good idea for, frankly, the wide swaths of white audiences that don't just need the death of T'Challa to go make them see it. I think there's part of it's like this isn't just going to be people mourning a character forever. Once again, that's not a problem if that's what it was, but I think you need to have. I, I I understand their impulse of being like, we can't just sell this on Chadwick Boseman died. And frankly, I think that's actually probably a good thing because I, I don't I, yeah. I don't want them just to try to sell it on that because the first trailer was almost all that. And I think that that was important. But to know that, like, no, this is about more than just that. It's about moving on from it. And of course, you have a new foe. And I like that it kind of seems like they're weaving in the whole that like it's it's not like. T'Challa's dead, and it so happens that Namor is attacking, it's that they're related, and I think that that's always more important. You never want, you always want because of, not, and then, in your storytelling, and so I think that that was a good thing that kind of established that, like, the power vacuum in Wakanda is part of why this is all going on to begin with. Right, and every character, and I think Winston Duke spoke to this in Entertainment Weekly, where he says that, you know, it's about the ensemble and everybody kind of moving forward from that. What's going to happen with Shuri? Shuri obviously is a is a princess and the next in line for the throne. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for her? Um, Queen Ramonda has ha- has to take a much bigger role on mm-hmm. than expected. So all of those people and all of those things in Baku too, where does he stand on all of these mm-hmm. things as he talks about in the teaser? I think putting these people in these new situations... Um, Nakia too, like all of them being put in new situations and having to deal with this loss and not only dealing with this loss, because, you know, at the end of the day, that's the, that's the funny thing about life is that we all have dealt with loss in some type of ways, but the, you know, it's so hard to say, but it's so true. Life goes on. You continue to move, you continue to go. And this movie seems like it's going to examine that and throwing another conflict right into these characters laps forces them to grow maybe change in some ways and i highlight shuri here because we get to see a we get a a look at the new uh, black panther suit and now as per usual everybody goes like is that shuri is that sure it it is shuri shuri for sure (laughs) so you see my play on words there Uh, and also like besides the fact that it is clearly shuri from the beginning, that's what I've been saying, because uh, as much as, you know, Letitia Wright is not a perfect figure, from every single bit of storytelling convention, that it just makes the most sense. Like, it would just be a lot more, like, it just, who would be the next, but of course, what do you mean? You mean the person who's next in line for the throne? Yeah, no shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't, this is the, it's it's the most amazing part. Like, even with everything that happened with Letitia Wright last year and all of the rumors and everything else, Shuri is like a goaded character. Like when we think about, yeah, she's awesome. So to kind of see where she goes from here and how she handles being a a bigger part of this, it is interesting. It's very intriguing. And then going up against such what seems like such a force of nature, like Namor is like everybody, everybody on the Internet thirsting over a Tenac Huerta today was was a lot of fun. Um, And just like the way that his character seems is I mean, just like the comics, Namor is a bit of a dick. He's a bit of an asshole. He's he's a bit of he's everything that you want in a leader. And 
to see the people around him, that's that's the stuff that I'm looking forward to the most with mm-hmm. this with this trailer. But you know, besides that, like I feel like we're we're here. It's on. It's been a while yeah. coming. Ryan Coogler has talked about this a lot, and, and you know, in reading some of his thoughts today, and the fact that you know, at first he he wanted to quit filmmaking after uh, Chadwick's passing. He didn't know if he wanted to do it, but then he thought about it and said. Kind of everything that Chadwick and him talked about in making the sequel and building out this world gave him a reminder to keep going. So mm-hmm. sometimes out of pain comes a lot of beauty. So listen, Wakanda yeah. Forever, it's it's going to be interesting. We're like five and a half weeks or whatever amount of time it is from seeing it. Should be a lot a lot of interests around mm-hmm. anything else you want to add, because I, I don't feel like there's there's, no, a, there's a lot I- more to add there. I'm just really glad that Ryan Coogler decided to do it because I think that almost all of the hesitancies I would have about this movie are not there because it's Ryan Coogler. Um, Because I just can't imagine another filmmaker trying to take this on. And so I just know what he does is going to be that I have the trust that whatever decisions he makes will be the ones that would have been true to Chadwick. And all of this art entertainment stuff is not real. Whereas the way that, he expresses his feelings about Chadwick and how, what they discussed. That is the real thing. And so is if the movie doesn't have to be great, as long as it is true to what they wanted to do, what the vision they had was. And so that's why I'm, I'm you know what? Godspeed Ryan Coogler. I'm so glad that he decided to come back and do it. Yeah. Bless, bless his heart. And, and, uh, and appreciate the the work and, and everything that was put into this. And even the cast that spoke as such that this was a cathartic experience for them. So I even hope with them, like all of them, that mm-hmm. it you know it gives them some sense of peace because then, listen, it's it it affected everybody. Like it's almost it was a really a, a worldwide thing because of how uh, what a what an incredible human mm-hmm. being Chadwick Boseman was. So yeah, Black Panther Wakanda forever. It'll it'll be here soon enough. We'll get to see Riri Williams. We'll get to see a whole bunch of things. So excited to see that. But as far as this show goes, it's a packed week, man. We got a mm-hmm. we got a lot we got a lot cooking. Um, mm-hmm. Daredevil is showing up in She Hulk this week, so that should be interesting. This Friday we'll get a look at Werewolf by Night, a Marvel special presentation. So, um, Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be on the yep. case. We are yep, on the case. Programming note: She Hulk will be released in the morning on Friday, and Werewolf by Night will be released in the afternoon on Friday. Uh, and then obviously it'll reach because most people are probably not going to see it until the night, but I also hate releasing things on Saturday or Sunday because there's a weekend. So I don't want to wait till Monday. This is just, this is how my brain works. So I'm going to release it on at like four on Friday. Oh, there you go. So there you have it. So we got this, we got She-Hulk, we got Werewolf by Night. We're not too far from Wakanda forever. And obviously mm-hmm. you can check us out, uh, the, on the Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. We got the, we got the merch, we got the discord, mm-hmm. we got everything you can hit us up with. Uh, Jake, if you want to give just yep. some more information on yes. what's happening with Florida. So, uh, yeah, I did the charity stream this weekend. We raised $1,220, uh, but it's not over. Obviously, you know, keep donating. And what I got word th- today, uh, was that, uh, for anyone who donates more than $25, from now until the end of Friday, you'll be entered in to win a signed copy of Nubia and the Amazons hardcover from Stephanie Williams herself. I reached out and she's great. She said she'll bring up one when she comes up for Comic-Con. So yeah, if you want it, 
let me know. And I'm I, I, and I'm gonna make sure that I only uh, select from people who want it because like my mom technically donated more than twenty five dollars. I don't think that she's <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's gonna really care much for a side copy of a comic book. But um, yeah. Thanks to everyone who's donated, and please keep go doing it, man. I'm gonna keep it open. I'm gonna keep tallying it up until people stop donating because uh, still a lot of help needed and more organizations coming up. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone who tuned in, thanks to everyone who came on, and thanks for everyone who donated. We raised a lot of money and not uh, that long a time. It's a great cause. Uh, make sure you donate. Make sure you put something in, and uh, yeah, keep checking us out. We'll be around the rest of the week. So for Jake Christie, I'm Anthony Canton the third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University. We will talk to you next time.